0: So this morning's a little different already, you can tell because some people showed up at 8.55. They're well caffeinated at this point. Um, Some of you are kind of trying to fight to find seats, and that's a beautiful thing, so if you have chairs next to you and you see somebody wandering up and down the aisle, extend a a welcome into your aisle if you would, we would appreciate that. Uh, We had a wonderful week of Vacation Bible School. Today I am happy to report that I finally no longer smell whipped cream. Those of you that don't know, we had a little bit of a challenge, and the the prize, I guess it's a prize, what a (laughs) sick prize, but the prize was that I got to get pied in the face by some of my favorite young people, and I want to let those young people know something. There are pictures on Facebook of you pieing me so I know who each and every one of you are. (laughs) I will find you. It's all This morning, what I want to do is this. I'm just going to take a few minutes and I want to, uh, okay, let me back up a second. For those of you who who aren't normally here, you're not regularly here at Uniontown, man, I want to thank you for coming and and being a part today. Um, What we are doing this summer, we asked our young people for their favorite Sunday school stories. And so they picked what our preaching series would be this summer. And so last week, we talked about Deborah and Barak. Next week, we're going to talk about Samson. This week, we're going to talk about Noah and his ark. Now, I wanted to do something that kind of tied in with Vacation Bible School. However, water, space, not exactly, but we'll see what we can do. Um, so what I want to do is, if you have your Bibles, you can go to Genesis chapter 6. I'm going to tell you the story, and we're going to kind of walk through it. And, and, and this is not my typical preaching style, but that you may see that a lot in this series. Uh, I want to make sure I'm engaging some of our younger people who are here this morning. So let me engage them right out of the gate. If you are a person who is sitting in this room, and you're in sixth grade or younger, I want you to say, yup, on the count of three, or backwards, three, two, one. Oh, so there's a bunch So I'm counting on you to help me this morning, okay? So stay locked in, we'll see what happens. Genesis chapter six tells us the story of Noah and his ark. You see, the background of the story is this. People were were really bad and it wasn't getting any better anytime soon. As God looked out, he saw that, that humanity was wicked and evil, and they continued to find new ways to, to do evil. And as God looked at that, it says in Genesis chapter six, verse six, that, that it made God filled with sorrow. He was sorry. He was filled with sorrow, and it broke his heart when he looked at people and saw all the things that they were doing. However, um, well, what that led to is God making the decision of this in Genesis 6, verse 17, "I'm, I'm going to bring the flood." And I'm going to destroy all of life under the heavens, every creature that has breath in it. See, see, God had decided that he would punish those who were wicked. He was going to punish those who were sinners. And, and what that meant, he was going to punish everyone except for one man. Do you know what that one man's name was? Oh, you could do better than that. What was that one man's name? You got it, Noah. Noah found favor with the Lord. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I found this very interesting. Let me grab this here. I was trying to figure out what Noah actually looked like, and so I have stumbled upon it, and I just realized something horrible and terrible, that he's not even here to see this, but he will. I'm sure you'll tell him about it. So here's a picture of Noah, perhaps. Maybe that's Noah, or, or this is kind of a more traditional look of Noah. This one, he got a little shorter. I'm not sure what happened. And then you have this completely random picture of Noah, I mean, that's not Noah, right? Now, we know what Noah looks like. We have scientific evidence of what Noah looked like at the time, and here it is. There's Noah. (laughs) Now, for those of you Union Towners, i got to tell you something. I just realized as I was saying that, he's actually working with our young people this morning, so... So I'll have to ask for forgiveness a little bit later, I guess. But hey, so, so that's what Noah looked like. Now what God did is he came to Noah and he said, what I want you to do is I want you to make yourself a boat. Make yourself an, an ark of, of gopher wood, of, of cypress wood. I want you to start building it and continue to build it. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring animals to you. And you're going to take two of every animal and you're going to load them up onto the ark. Now, God said he was going to take two of every animal. So, without shouting it out, raise your hand, and I'm going to call on you. What kind of animals did God put on the ark? Does anybody know what kind of animal? Give me one animal. Right there, sir. A cow. Everybody, tell me what a cow says. Okay, give me another one. How about over on this side? What do we got back there, young man? A what? I can't hear him. A horse? A rattlesnake. Okay, we'll do both. First horse, three, two, one. And then a rattlesnake. Oh, okay. I was going to go a little bit more rattly, but that's okay. You can do that. All right, here we go, young man. What do you got? What animal? A lion. Perfect. All right, three, two, one, lion. Roar. Okay, give me one more from this side. Yes, ma'am. A zebra. All right, here we go. We're going to make the noise a zebra makes. Three, two, one. <laughs> they bark. They bark. Evidently they bark. All right, good. We got that one done? I have learned something this morning. That was wonderful. All right. So Noah gets all of the animals, and he brings them into the ark. He he finishes building the boat, and when he finishes building the boat, something happens. As God had promised, rain started to fall. Do you know what rain sounds like? We're going to do a little something together, and we're going to make a rain sound. So this is what I need you to do. Just practice. Everybody, you're going to put your Bibles on your laps for a second. You need both hands. Okay, you ready? So what you're going to do is you're going to take your hands together and just rub them for a minute. Okay, good. Stop. Stop. That's the first thing we're going to do. The next thing, how about this? Okay, good. Stop. Stop. Then this. Okay, good. Stop. And then pound your feet. Okay, stop. So here we go. I'm going to point to you as I go around and you start making whatever I'm doing as I come to you and you will hear what it sounds like when the rain began. Ready? Here we go. We'll start on this side. Here we go. Just like this. There you go. Now you know what rain sounds like, huh? That's pretty cool. Well done. Way to go. Anybody else's lap hurt? Man, I got a little carried away there. So it rained for 40 days. Do you know how long 40 days is? 40 days is if it started raining today, and it rained until September 5th, also known as the day you go back to school. I know, you're all excited about it. I get it. It rained, and 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 And then it stopped. It stopped raining. God said it was going to stop, and it stopped. Now, Noah couldn't just jump off the boat when the rain stopped, could he? No, because there's still water on the ground, right? So how was Noah going to find out when the water came, receded, when the water went away? How was he going to find out? Well, this is how he's going to find out. He was going to take one of his doves. Now, I have a dove this morning. You have to be careful with it. It's sensitive. Okay, here, I'm going to call for the dove, and it's going to come. You Ready? Here, dovey, 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 This is payback for the revelation thing, bud. Here, dovey, dovey, dovey. But wait. But wait. No dove is complete without his wings. There you go, bud. All right, so. Noah gets his dove ready. You ready? You all set? Okay, now he wants to find out if if its ground is dry yet, so he releases his dove. And so as the dove went out and flew around the world looking to see if the water had receded yet or not, he, he, he kept flying and flying, looking, but then you know what ended up happening is that he found no place to land, and so the dove came back. Perfect. Good job. All right. Good. Breathe for a second. I know. <laughs> Not very aerodynamic, is it? All right. <laughs> so now, what Noah did was okay. The Noah's back. He brings it back in the ark. So all right, the water's still there. He waits for seven days, and he sends the dove out again. And the dove does it. He's gonna be tired. He's gonna take a great nap today. This is perfect. So. So, so as the dove is, is out looking, it's looking for, for dry land, any dry land, anything at all, so that Noah and the animals would know, well, it's, it's finally receded. He can come back. So, so the dove finds something, not necessarily dry land, but instead he comes back and returns to the ark with a leaf in his mouth. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Leaf. So now we know the water's starting to pull back, and now there's trees exposed, and there's some greenery out there, and the dove was able to find a leaf, but that doesn't mean that the ground is dry yet. So what Noah does, he waits another seven days, and then he sends the dove out again. (laughs) And this time, he doesn't come back. It's so sad. I'm not sure what he's going to do now, actually, because his job's done, so we'll see if the dove actually returns to listen to the rest of the message, or if he calls mom, like, mom, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> so the dove doesn't come back. So, so the dove found a place to nest. It found a place there it could, it could live, where it could stay. And so now as, as Jonah, uh, I keep calling him Jonah and Moses. I got to get back to this. But as, as Noah's considering this, what he ends up doing is he says, okay, God says, now you can leave the boat, Noah. You and all the animals can leave the boat. Get off the boat. And so Noah's family and all the animals got off the boat. So this is what I want you to do. Do you remember all the animals we said were on the ark? Remember? Okay, I want you to, without telling anybody, pick one. And this is what it sounded like when they came off the, ar- off the ark. I want you to say the noise of that animal on three, two, one. You ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> I'm guessing Noah was a stressed out Dude. So all the animals came off the ark. Noah and his family came off the ark. And God spoke to Noah, and this is what he said. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 13, he says, I have placed a rainbow in the clouds. Any of you ever seen a rainbow before? It's beautiful, isn't it? But I think sometimes we look at a rainbow, and we're like, look, a rainbow. That's so cool. And we take pictures of it, and then we forget about it. But what I want you to do today is remember this. Every time you see a rainbow in the sky, it should remind you of these things that God has said to Noah. I've placed a rainbow in the clouds and it's a sign of my covenant, my promise with you and all the earth that, that when I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds and I will remember my covenant with you and with all the living creatures, never again will the floodwaters destroy all of life. It's this precious promise from God himself that he would never destroy all of life again like he did in the flood. So what is the story of Noah about? Is it about this huge rainstorm? Is it about all the animals you could possibly think of? I used to think it was both of those things, but actually the story is this. Even in the middle of horrible sin and brokenness, as all the people did their evil, God still loves us. Even in the middle of people choosing to do what they wanted to do, God still provided a rescue. And in the story of Noah and the ark, that rescue is seen in Noah and his boat. That's what carried the people to safety. But that's just a small picture of the greatest rescue we've ever experienced. See, what what we experienced in Jesus Christ is this. God saw us in the middle of our mess, and he provided a rescue. And it wasn't Noah, and it wasn't a boat, and it wasn't animals. The rescue was through his son, Jesus Christ. And if you remember what we sang about this week, When you hear the story about God loving us so much that he sent Jesus Christ to die on on the cross for our sins, what, what do we do to respond to that? Well, we admit that we're a sinner. Just like everybody else, the Bible tells us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so we admit that we're a sinner and we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and we confess with our mouth our faith in him and we take him to be our Savior. So the next time you see a rainbow in the sky, remember this. God wants to rescue you, not just how he did with Noah and the ark, but God wants to rescue you, and he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to do just that for you. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that we've had the opportunity to look at a familiar story, that we've been able to do some fun things, but God, over and above all of that, I pray that as we look at your word, we would remember that the Bible is about one person. It's about Jesus Christ and what he did to to rescue us. As we, as we remember the story of Noah, even as we see a, a rainbow in the sky, Lord, remind us that even when we have made a mess of things, that you loved us and sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. May each one of us here put our faith and trust in him and in him alone. It's in Jesus' good name I pray. Amen. Amen.